Hey guys, this is Ken coming at you today with a special episode. We are actually not in the studio right now. We are in the kitchen. Um, it, you'll hear some noises. You're going to hear some food going on, uh, being made some very special food uh, being made this evening. We have with us Joe, of course, and my mother, Miss Gloria Everson, is here. She came down on a special uh, short trip and is here. She'll be flying out in the morning, and we had to just get her on the podcast. So, guys, tune in to a special episode right now of Joking Around with Our Mom. That's right. We have everybody here yeah, in the can. kitchen. <laughs> Hi, in the What's kitchen. Quarter cup corn So what are you guys doing right now? Ooh, tell us. We tell are mom. making some enchiladas. They're also called chilitas after my mother, Grace. Your, that and was grandma's name was Chilita? That was her nickname. Mm-hmm. No, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? We just Chilita. learned something new. Literally Little chili? moment. <laughs> <laughs> Little chili pepper. <laughs> oh, hey, is that Ken, what that means? We, we had a request for some Spanish background music. We should. Oh, you know what? That. I actually have that. No way. I do. That is crazy. Yep, cool. I have it somewhere over here. It's uh, it's romantic. It's romantic. You you people in podcast land can hear it. Quarter cup. <clears throat> but Quarter cup. They are actually making it right now, and I'm sitting here in the kitchen with a <laughs> with a, a little. Uh, table here we got some mexican music playing in the background spanish music um and actually this just died oh yep our receiver just died oh it's turning back on hold on hold on okay there you are you guys are back on yeah the battery says it's low (laughs) okay (laughs) i can hear you guys for now but it's about to die again okay here we go bye okay bye so, um, something special about the enchiladas, so to, to, to bring you guys into the world here, we've talked several times about our family, a lot about the Everson side. You guys have heard that, heard about dad, um, and his side, um, uh, the, the, the quiet, uh, uh, how'd you, okay, Joe, I think you're back on. I'm back on. Okay, yep, there you we're, go. we're back. Okay. Uh, back the, the, the quiet Scandinavian color. side. Um, yeah, so we've got the we talked about we like, on the, the party side of the family. We're on the opposite <laughs> side now. We are now into the Ortega side. Yeah, mix that with another surrogated spoon. Oh, like so one. I'm I'm looking oh, right now. I see a pile dry. of I see a pile of cheese that has been grated. I see a sauce that's being made. Um. Mom is coaching Joe at, that's two tablespoons more the to uh, make the special sauce. So, anyways, I'm going to drop them down a little bit and give you some background. So, um, enchiladas being a very special part of our family. So, as, as, as far as I could remember back, early, early childhood, we would have enchiladas at Grandma Ortega's house. Um, special occasions. Uh, specifically, I remember... Uh, Christmas time. Uh, also, tamales. Um, but uh, these enchiladas are made a very special way. Joe. Yes. What makes the enchiladas special to you? Oh my goodness. It brings back every single memory. I see mom looking at what I have, making sure that it's right. <laughs> Should be flat on the top. Okay, this Not is rounded. flat. So. Uh, Mom, I'm glad you're doing that. So there's one. We're doing two. Yes, we're making okay. the chili. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're doing great. So enchiladas, though, that usually meant New Year's for us. Yes. New Year's. In the yes. past. So it was a lot of football games and all that. And that, I think, comes to mind um, the, the most was those times with that side of the family all right. hanging out and, yep. and enjoying New Year's together. New Year's. And right. we would eat two freaking pans of them. 
So I think Grandma often described uh, the amount. Like we did, we say, "Hey, how, at the end of the night, we'll how many did we eat?" Oh, yeah. then it's like sixty-four. Or I think one hundred. We did over a hundred. Oh, uh, over over a hundred. I know I'm we're in sure triple digits. We did over ninety one year. Back yes. we need cumin. We got some cumin right here, up here. What about you, Ken? What does it mean to you? Like anything different other than the football and that kind of thing? For me, it just tastes good. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, actually, oh, when uh, actually when I was younger, um, I didn't like them. I didn't like them when I was real young because oh, they really? were too much. They're kind of powerful, right? Yeah. So, they, Grandma would uh, put Parmesan and lettuce on theirs to kind of balance it out. So. And half um, a teaspoon, I, <laughs> <laughs> not a tablespoon. Here it is. We're cooking. Half a teaspoon. Okay. We're good. No, we've we've got them all right so far. <laughs> wow. I'm so nervous. Just half, right? Yes, sir. Okay. That's so good. Ken didn't like them. Well, they were first. a bit much for me. I think they were too strong. A little powerful, right? I had to, I had to grow to become a man <laughs> to right. eat them. The whole put hair on your chest. That's right. <laughs> so um. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of, and, and if anybody's out there with Mexican heritage, Latino heritage, you understand that food and family is very important to oh, yeah. uh, to us and yes. to those people. <laughs> hey, well, so mom, I remember, for instance, and you could expound on this a little bit, when maybe your day wasn't going well or something, you used to tell me that grandma would be like, let's bake a cake uh-huh. or something, you know, like that was a part of the... Sav. We need two pans. If you will. One for the oil and uh, one for the sauce. Oh, she's got the pans going. Okay. Need another pan. I Hi, got it. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. It's okay. This is we're we're live in it right now. This is this is the craziness. I know. So but. I get to sit here in a nice comfortable chair and they're gonna <laughs> feed me enchiladas by the end yes, of this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. Joe Joe so dropped his microphone. When mom sorry, okay, I dropped my back. mic. <laughs> How about this pan? It's technically clean. Switch these. Ready. Wow. So much noise. Wow. Three wow. tablespoons oil. <laughs> Olive oil in the. I feel like Jerry Lewis over here. She's like, I'm at three, and I'm like dropping stuff. Yeah, one. Three tablespoons of oil. Three tablespoons. This is one. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is this was kind of uh, interesting to be able to uh, to go through this yes. process live here and yeah. try to record Three this at the same two. time. Do not heat. Three. So interestingly enough, um, my wife uh, Ruth Ann also has uh, Mexican heritage, and um, I was blessed with. Uh, that menu <laughs> selection as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> just a can. Sorry. How many ounces? Fifteen. Okay, so fifteen ounces of that, which would be what? <laughs> One cup is eight ounces or sixteen ounces. So, can you describe the process of making an enchilada? Are you cooking an enchilada? Okay, so. So two, two cups. Two cups. No. Basically. <laughs> yes. Two cups. So enchiladas. Wait, he's asking a question, Mom. Answer it. What? What? <laughs> it's hard to multitask. In a can of chicken. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right here. You go answer his question. What? I got it. Recipe. So okay. <laughs> the recipe. If you yes, if here. you were to describe yes, uh, what's the process of making an enchilada? You don't have to go every every detail well, or whatever, but for how does, years, how does it work? It would be my mom, and I would be. Her daughter next to her, and she would give me one thing to do, and then pretty thing two things to do, and eventually, I never ever made enchiladas by myself. <laughs> Which one? Really? In this one? Yes. Sir. Okay. No. No. Why not? Because she was, was too, too good. Nice. No one could make them like my mother. We still can't. So we still can't. That's why we're, we're all stressed tonight. That's why we're all stressing out right we're now. We're stressing like crazy. We want to try to make it. Okay. Okay. Add got this. It. Add that to so, but, but what goes in? So, how are you making it? Okay, so we've what got some oil doing? in a pan, and we've got some cumin. No, 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 no. 
It is a secret recipe. We do oh, not okay, do this I'm not telling. I'm not asking about the process. I'm just saying. I'm oh. not asking about the ingredients. I'm asking about the process. Everything has a price. We'll sell it. <laughs> Top wow. down. You get some all chili powder. Yes. All this in there. I know, but yes. okay. Not so, heated yet. No. All right. I'm going to describe it then. So you make a sauce. <laughs> yeah, you're watching. Okay. They're making a sauce. I actually have a pan right now. They put some special ingredients in, in there. It's totally top secret. We'll have to kill you if you knew. <laughs> That's right. If you stole it. <laughs> right? So then you heat up the sauce, right? You stir the sauce, start, heat it up. Yep. Mixing yep it all start in. mixing it all Get in. Get a hot sauce. Yep. Now, I had a job in making enchiladas as a kid. I was cutting the cheese. <laughs> Oh, okay. Get it? We did no. that. Nobody laughed cup at my joke. Water? Chair. You put a cup of water in there, right? <laughs> I gotta go find my what? own laughter. Yeah. No, we haven't put a. Um, I don't know. What did we do? There, no, we there put we a go. cup of water in there. Found my own laughter. So that. we're all set. So she wants. No, I would grate the cheese. I'm gonna put them on mute for a second. I'm gonna talk to you guys. I would cut. I would cut the cheese. <laughs> I would grate the cheese. Grandma would come in with a big block. Oh, more than like three different blocks of cheese. Slam on the table. I'd sit in the living room and grate the cheese. Great, 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 great the cheese. One quarter cup. Not heated yet. No, one quarter cup of that. One quarter cup. So get a quarter cup measure. I have measure. three quarter cups. No, no, no. Get a quarter one cup quarter measure. Cup. Measuring cups are in there. I like the repeat. There is a I there is a third repeat. voice who is not mic'd up. Yes. But that person you're hearing for the first time. It's her kitchen. Is this is the kitchen of, of which we are is this raiding? Half a cup. That is uh, Joe's wife. That's the third. third. Oh, we'll use this. Bethany. Okay, hand it over. <laughs> I have one right here. Okay. Quarter cup. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Good, no good. quarter. You said We're one good. quarter, right? Good, yeah. We're almost done with the sauce, and that'll get yeah. really fun. We can talk more then. Yeah. I think. We're almost there. It's very important. That you get if we get this part wrong, then they're no good. Then you messed it all up. <laughs> all right. Quarter one cup. quarter cup. Uh -huh. That's what this is. Here we go. Of our special sauce going in. Joe has poured the quarter cup all over his shirt. No! <laughs> <laughs> Don't even fake. It'll go bloop, bloop, bloop. So we need a pan to put them in. That's Dakota the dog. That was not. How Bethany. crazy is this house? And right this now? lotted. Thing is what you use to do. Right. No, it I get that. It has to mix. I gotta, be I gotta be careful because I don't want to give secrets away. Don't oh. give away the secrets. <laughs> and then what you do is you <laughs> and that's exactly how you make them. <laughs> nice. Now, Joe, I see Joe is grabbing some cheese and eating it on the go. Is that required to be part of that? Uh, part of the That's enchilada process. The process. See, I used to do it with Grandpa Dan. Okay. And we get stuck in the other room we where Grandma just this hand now. us wheels of cheese or blocks yeah, of cheese. Yeah, I was just talking mm -hmm. about that. Okay, sorry. She'd give us, yeah, she'd oh give us the blocks right of cheese. Right to the knuckles. I always remember my knuckles hurting because I'd scrape it sometimes against yeah, the Yeah, and you'd find the enchilada with someone's skin peelings in it. No, that's gross. <laughs> Why would you say that? Okay, okay what's now that? you're going to get some water. We're going to oh, add I'm to gonna this. I'm going to have to mute some of she this. Yeah. There, I right. covered the trade secret. Well, I don't have it in this thing now. Dang it. Okay, <laughs> we'll just use it with this. No. Give me a cup. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anything. I want this. Here, this. No, I got this. <laughs> okay. No, pick that one up. I got no, it. no, no, put that one down. Okay, That's the wrong one. <laughs> Over here. Right. We, we know what we're doing. All right. And then. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Within a half inch, you said? That, yeah. So a little bit more. Not too much, but a little bit more. So she's—they're actually mixing the sauce right now. This is the, this is the magical part of it, right? This is where you're getting the sauce just right, and then you're gonna cook is it. Is this on now? You're gonna uh, cook it. Yes, on. you have it on. To really okay, bring. We have to bring this to a boil. Yep, there Easter she goes. Now. Yep, I'm good. Go talk to Ken. Let's go listen in. And then once it's brought to a boil, you simmer that for 30 minutes. Okay, that's cooking it. Yep. All right, go talk to Ken. Okay, hi, I'm over here. Did you need me for something? Hi. So, are we good with the enchiladas? So far. <laughs> so far. Nothing's caught on fire or anything. Not yet. <laughs> well, guys, I wanted to introduce you to my mother, um, out to our mother. <laughs> um, yes. Miss Gloria. Eberson. Mrs. Gloria. Mrs. Mrs. Gloria. Doctor Professor. No, I'm not a doctor. 
<laughs> but I have a lot of experience. I've gotten a lot of experience. Yes. Yeah, so we we talked a little bit last week, or not last week, the week before. We talked a little bit about um, uh, voice, uh, where uh, some of our musical voice profession, uh-huh. right? And we attributed a lot of that, all of it, really, to my mom. So would you mind explaining a little bit where you got your training and experience? Oh, I would love to, because I'd like to give credit to the people who helped me get there. Yes, absolutely. When I was in junior high, my choir director, Miss Gase, was my teacher. And I was singing in junior high choir, and she stopped everybody. And she said, Gloria, would you come forward, please? Okay. In front of the room. And I thought I was in trouble. I thought, what did I do? <laughs> and she had me sing the song, Jesus Walked This Lonesome Valley, all by myself. And then she turned to the rest of the class and said, this is how you are supposed to sing. Really? And that was my first wow. experience. I was That's in intense. seventh grade. Had you had any training up to no. that point? No. Oh. I just... I just love to sing. Now, did I have any training? Yes. Uh, as far as the music my mother played in our home. Okay. Um, oh, man, now I can't remember her name. She was a Spanish singer, and we had an old stereo, and my mom would put on her singing. Uh, she was married. Edie Gourmet. Edie Gourmet. Edie Gourmet oh, sang yeah. in Spanish, yeah. and I would put my head underneath the stereo, we had two big speakers. It was a big, big uh, stereo unit. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to her sing, and then I would sing with her in Spanish. And hmm. I created the same tone as this woman did, and I was a young girl. Huh. So I was very free, and that is really one of the basis for singing properly, is to listen to proper singing mm-hmm. and get that in your head so you know what good tone is. Correct, because how are you gonna, if you don't have a standard or if you don't know what your goal is, it can be harder to achieve. Yes, yes. And my mother just loved the music. So then we went from that to singing in elementary school. I got a little part in first grade. I sang at Christmas. I think it was Away in the Manger, the second verse in first grade. (laughs) My mother made me this little red dress, and it was a lot of fun. And then I kept singing and singing and singing Till in seventh grade, um, that was my choir director, Miss Gase. Miss so Gase. She mm-hmm. did, did she do any specialized lessons or anything? No, no. Okay. So I kept singing uh, in junior high choir, and she had uh, the triple trio. It was a group of girls that she chose that were all ninth graders. Okay. You can and have so some I, headphones so oh. you can hear your voice. Oh, wow. See if, see if you can hear Am it. I too loud? Oh, is it? Ooh. How does it sound? Too loud? A you little need, loud. A little loud? Okay. Yes. How's that? Is that loud. better? That's better. Is that better? Yes. Can you hear yourself? Yes, I can. Okay, good. <laughs> and so I sang in the uh, madrigals, that's what we called them, in ninth grade. And I sang solos, and I was actually like the manager of the junior high choir. I had gotten to that point. I just adored choir and music and the love of music was in my heart. Mm-hmm. And Miss Gase was just terrific with me. And she said to me in ninth grade, the beginning of ninth grade, Gloria, you need to start studying voice lessons. Mm. And she encouraged me and my mother. And I was taking piano lessons from Mrs. <coughs> Rice, my piano teacher. But she I also taught. You talking about yes, Mrs. Rice. Oh, fabulous teacher in Saginaw. Mm, yep. And she gave voice lessons. And she was actually an accompanist for uh, singers in New York City. Okay. And so she got her training in New York City. And she came to uh, Saginaw and started teaching voice there. And so in ninth grade, I started singing and competing in recitals and competitions. And Hmm. I learned stage presence from her. And... 
she talked to me about being a cheerleader. What is uh, what is stage presence? Cheerleader. Wait a second. Let's I wasn't, talk about I wasn't this. ready for this. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't ready to, to hop into this. I didn't. I don't want to hurt anybody's opinion and anybody's feelings just yet. We're like, my name's Gloria, and here's something I want to start controversial war. About. <laughs> Let's start oh. talking controversy stage right now. Presence. You were a cheerleader in ninth grade. I was. Okay, and I she was. she had a talk with you about it. Yes. Why? Before I went into tenth grade, mm. she said, "Choose." Mm. Choose. You want to be a cheerleader for the rest of your life, or do you want to sing for the rest for of the your rest life? For the rest of your life. Wow. And I said, I want to sing. And what so about I'm, fun? No, no fun. Oh, is that an option? Oh, fun was always part of singing. <laughs> so you. you <laughs> oh, the, the best was yet to come. Did you? Did you ever have? Uh, uh, what was the worst part about vocal training? Did you? Is there anything about it you didn't like? No. Really. No, okay. I, I believe it. that actually. I love so it. I think you do. She literally is just one in one. I, that, it was my so, thing. So, so cheerleading, dropping cheerleading wasn't even a thing then. No. Really? Okay. No. Oh, okay. No, I had achieved that, and you can only. Oh, she ninth be, grade. She was professional <laughs> cheerleader. She achieved it. Wow. Well, remember, She's a pro. <laughs> I had a lot of wonderful friends who were fantastic cheerleaders, and they carried on. And I gave it up because I had something they didn't have. And that was a voice that God gave me. Yes. Um, so so f from junior high to ninth grade, she said, let's, we need to have a talk. Yep. Pick. You had no doubts about that. You decided to get vocal lessons, private lessons, right? Uh, I, Mom's telling me. I haven't taught. No, 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 no. You decided to get. Lessons. lessons. Yeah, I right? wasn't giving lessons yet. No, I mean, you were to take oh, them yes. yourself. Oh, yes. I studied all the way through high school. Okay. And was it the same teacher? Yes, Mrs. Rice. Mrs. Rice. Mm -hmm. What were some of the things that you learned from her? Well, that okay. Are, uh, the, the, the first, some of the first most important things that you learned from her. She told me to listen to the Metropolitan Opera on Saturdays. Oh. So I could start hearing good quality tone. That was a key, a key factor. On Saturday, how did you listen to them? On the radio. On the radio? Mm-hmm. So Kate, I wasn't really good at it, but they were singing Italian and German and French, and I didn't know what they were singing. But as I grew, and she started giving me more music in different languages, mm -hmm. then I started understanding the quality of tone that she wanted me to have, because she would tell me how to sing, and I, you know, it's really hard when you're a beginning vocalist to understand what your teacher is wanting out of you. That might be the most discouraging thing. In, because okay. Because you, you want to sing correctly the very first time you study, <laughs> don't you? You yes. don't want to yep. take yep. the scales. You didn't right. want to do all the exercises. You want to just, the, the big thing was always, I just want to sing. You know, I get that from my students. I just want to sing. And I'll say, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'll say, no, you have to do E, A, A, O, and O, and you have to do all these exercises to relax and posture. And, and everybody doesn't realize that you have a lot of foundation to lay. And, oh, the other thing is to get out of your own way. Because singing is allowing or letting yourself sing. You don't make yourself sing. You let out the voice God gave you. Mm -hmm. You have to get rid of the tension, mm. start relaxing yeah. all the, the muscles in your hey, face. Hey, we said something correct last time. I Did said you know? the biggest thing I overall for about good tone was being relaxed. Yes. Right. Once you get to a boil, the simmer. Yep, yeah, we're not at a boil yet, Mom. Make sure when you're singing, I'm the slave in the and corner you're about over to here. Boil. That got me the, I'm, I'm sorry. the cook. I'm the Joe is cooking. I don't want him to mess it up. <laughs> hey, Joe, <laughs> you give me a drink. Uh, yeah, sir. Sure. Oh, anything you want, sir. Uh, anything else? Uh, make it make it snappy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, being relaxed creates the opportunity getting out of your own way to have an open channel from the diaphragm all the way up through the vocal cords and out through the cavities in your face to create the resonance to create free tone. Right. So, uh, uh, Mostly. Oh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, nice uh, try, I almost got all of it. By the way, let me interject and say, the sauce is looking really good and I've never seen it this good before. I've tried to make this many times. <laughs> good. This is, I think, the closest we've gotten. The sauce is very dark. 
and it's it is thickening very dark. up and it's about to get more boily and i think that means we're on track yeah all right so keep going i, I think like that's this. because we have the secret ingredients of and that's how that's you make it. That's what it is. That's, that's, what it is. Secret that's secret. Yeah, exactly. We all so. know. Because, Ken, I definitely put in the... And I've, I've been doing that I, the whole time. That so. is the key. Yep. Yep. Yep, I, right think that, I think that's the, the reason why it is so good. So, um, uh, we, I was going to say something and I forgot. Um, there was... Oh, we were talking about... You're talking about getting out of your own way. And you said some of the frust- the most frustrating part was... As a young student. As a young, you're like, I want to be good now. Yes, yeah. I want it I just now. want to sing. I want to sing those pieces. <laughs> yeah, I unlock my voice in the next five minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, yeah, get some water, please. Yes, have to have some water. You have to drink water, We're not water in a too. studio or anything. Feel free to move around. <laughs> okay. Joe and Mom are actually uh, wirelessly mic'd. Yeah. Um, so they can walk around. And Ken is locked down in the... I've got right pictures, here. so Drooling make sure you follow. Enchilada. Follow our Facebook if you don't already, because we're going to post some pictures That's right, yes. And we actually... Um, uh, Facebook allows this new feature now where the podcasts go directly to Facebook, and you actually can subscribe to the podcast through Facebook. Really cool. Um, moving on. <laughs> so um, we were talking about... Getting out of your own way, that's a difficult part for a new singer. Right. Uh, they want to do it now. Right. Um, also, part of that is listening to um, a goal sound. Yes. So I, I remember also an, um, when I first started playing trumpet, um, I would listen. One of my favorite groups was the Empire Brass. Oh, I really yeah. liked listening to uh, a brass ensemble, but then also the guy who's actually passed away. Very early. He was in his 50s when he passed away. It was Rolf Smedvik, who was the leader yes. of the Empire Brass. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed his tone, and I tried to emulate that. He was Did one of the first. Him? Was he one of the ones Yes, he, they came several he, times to. I think he signed the bell of your trumpet at yes, one point. Yes, he, he did. I remember um, that. And I shared, a story, I shared a story with one of my coworkers uh, the other day about. Um, so, uh, so I was competing in. Oh, they're over there doing the secret stuff. I'm going to mute them for a second. Yeah, mute us. <laughs> so um, I'll share this story with you. I was playing trumpet, and I was competing at the uh, Christian, Christian Association of Christian Schools, you know, or the, the state level. So it would have been, um, it would have been uh, I was living in Wisconsin, so it's WACS, Wisconsin Association Christian School Competition, <laughs> called WAX, right? <laughs> so... Um, and I remember competing, playing a piece. My dad had arranged a piece for me, uh, and I played it, and I thought I did really well. And I went and talked to one of the judges. And af- this was after a concert that I had been to see the Empire Brass. They had um, they had come and uh, had done a performance. And the really cool part about that was um, they did master classes at the school where mom and dad worked. Um, And I had the opportunity of spending a whole afternoon with Rolf Smedvig, who is a world-class trumpet player, um, basically kind of picking his brain. Um, And uh, so... (laughs) I, I spent all this time with him, and I, I had asked him some specifics about my playing. I'm going to meet you guys for a second real quick. Um, uh, and one of the things I, I, I had brought up was playing the trumpet on the side of my mouth. So the mouthpiece was not centered on my lips. It was just a little bit off-center to the left when I played. And when I started playing, I had braces, so it was actually quite painful to play. And so... But I wanted to play so bad, I, I did it anyways, through the braces and everything. And they even put wax on the braces to make it easier, but it changes the shape of your embouchure, which is the title of how your lips purse to the purchase on the mouthpiece. And um, <laughs> so I, I remember finishing this performance, and um, I, I got over, and the uh, the person who, one of the judges said, Hey, you did really good. You know, I made a few mistakes here. He said, one of the things is you're playing a little bit off center of your mouth. And he docked me some points for that. He docked me some points and I was like, Oh no. 
and and I I remember feeling disappointed, but then also vindicated once. I told them <laughs> I had a master class where I played this exact piece for Rolf Smedlig. <laughs> and um, he had told me that, hey, look at me. He put the mouthpiece up to his mouth, and, and, and I looked at him, and I was like, he played a little off-centered too. Nice. Yeah. That is crazy. So he actually, so um, it wasn't so anything John I tried. John Haddix, who played a marvelous trumpet. Oh, John, yeah, John Haddix. Haddix played a, off the side. Uh, close friend of dad's um uh in the michigan state marching band right is that correct yes john yeah mm-hmm. i also played in dad's band oh yeah we want to hear about this yeah. band no no that sounds let's interesting. not change the subject <laughs> <laughs> so my point in my point in saying that was don't let it burn um Go. there, i had smoke. a goal and it's not like i'm some world-class trumpet player or anything but um my Hey, you my, have a good sound, though, man. I want my, to hear uh, that sweet sound again. Yeah, I, I, I would say that my tone um, was fairly good, and that was one thing that I got complimented on How was my tone. And little did he know that I was actually emulating his sound. And maybe that's why he's like, hey, you got great tone because you sound like me. <laughs> 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 and maybe it was horrible. I don't know. But having a goal, having got to uh, for a second. Uh, tell me. Uh, now I do. Um, having a goal, having a, a a sound that you're trying to achieve definitely helps uh, vocalizing a lot. Okay. So having the that embouchure, I guess, uh, confirmation for me when I competed, and they said, and they had docked me for putting up to the left. And you're right, Joe. I did have it signed. Oh, I had yeah. I had his signature on my. <laughs> <laughs> on my bell and I was like actually this guy you know flipped it over that signed my bell <laughs> you know yeah. but um so uh, having a goal so do you have you mentioned um oh the the the, the Spanish lady that's saying that you listen to did you have Edie Gourmet Edie Gourmet that's <clears throat> right yeah, I already Edie forgot Gourmet. did you have uh a goal voice that you uh would emulate did it change as you got older? Well, I started listening to... Um, Karen Carpenter? No. <laughs> Perry Como? Perry Como? <laughs> All right. There were pop singers that I listened to that had very free tone. Okay. You know, so... The, like the, who? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did listen to the Carpenters, and she had a very pretty voice, and um, I'm trying to remember the other one. So I, I don't know. But they weren't my heroines, you know, I didn't, uh-huh. you know, I started listening to Beverly Sills, who was a very famous opera singer. Uh-huh, okay. Peters was another one, and they were at the Met. I actually got to meet uh, um, the first one she was at, Michigan State University. So, are we trying to get me to Michigan State? Are we trying, are we going oh, I'm just, oh, what, the, what we're focusing on here is your training and what, just where, training. where it brought you overall, up to. Overall, overall. So, because so now, now we're into high school, right? Right, right. And you're, so you're taking voice lessons. Yes. You're um, taking this pretty seriously, I would imagine, Oh, right? yes. I was in recitals and competitions, and I had a wonderful fellow friend, Sandra Powers, who was a contralto, and I was a lyric soprano. She could sing a beautiful, full voice, but she could sing way high, and I could sing way low. <laughs> but we were, it's the tone you're talking about, what kind of tone you produce. Yes. So she was, had a contralto sound, and I had a lyric soprano sound. Okay. And she was two years older than me, <clears throat> and my teacher would say, we had the same voice teacher, she said, you know, um, you're going to lose because Sandra is better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. But she always put me in competitions with her. <clears throat> and that was just because, because. Was she a very tough teacher? Yes. Yes, she Very was. strict? Yes. She Would didn't you, let me get off with anything. I was going to say, was there any time that you were really... Uh, disciplined by her or you you messed up and she really let you have it well i can tell you a time show me your microphone or stuff we're getting all the crackling <laughs> <up there. laughs> joe's got cheese in his beard 
Half oh. his face covered well, in that's sauce. Where it went. That's where it went. Very good, Coda. You can have some. Did you ever have a, a, a she had had a come talk. to Jesus meeting? Yes, I did. When <laughs> I would come to my voice lessons unprepared, she would give Ooh. me my, my songs. And she, uh-huh. I'd have an art song, then I'd have an Italian song. And usually I brought my music from school because I had some solos in school and she wanted to hear everything I was doing. And she always said to me, Gloria, you can sing in different styles. That's your choice. But you all must always sing correctly in that. In your voice must always be free, no matter what mm. you sing. And I was in musicals in high school. In my junior year, I had the lead role in South Pacific. Wow. And that in was Hollywood. <laughs> in Hollywood. Here in Arthur Hill High School. Broadway. <laughs> and it was fun to do, but she, you know, I really belted it out a lot. And she said, I listened to some of that on the record. You were there? No, what? And oh. not really, but he was, but he wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> in spirit. <laughs> in spirit. In spirit. He was a twinkle later. Before he was a twinkle in the eye. <laughs> yes, I've heard this. Yes, we have, you have, there's actually a recording of that. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. I have friends, Stefan Gauss, Brian Keene, Sally Fine, um, all these people who were in the production that we all got recordings. Mm-hmm. And uh, matter of fact, a friend of mine, Brian King, put it on a CD for me. Oh. It was very sweet. So I'll have to bring that out sometime so you can hear it. Yes. I, I do remember hearing it, and it was, it's weird because you can, you know it's mom's voice. Because, because oh, there's, yeah. it's the same, yes, uh, same shape, uh-huh. yeah. vowels, and yes. mm-hmm. tone, and um, yes. So we went on from Arthur Hill. Um, I went to Interlochen National Music Camp two summers in a row. I won a scholarship. So, Michigan. so up in um, Traverse City area. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. And I got a scholarship to Interlochen, and then I won a scholarship to Michigan State University in voice. In voice. And that's where I continued my study. Okay. So Mr. Greenwald, who sang in the New York City Opera, was a basso profundo. He was really low bass. A basso profundo. And, and he was my teacher. Really? Yes. And that just, that just goes to show you, he had wonderful tone, but it doesn't mean you have to have a teacher who sings. You oh. should never have your students sound like you. Oh. A lot of people want to reform their students' voices into their voice. They're not made it until no. they sound like them. And actually, I am a voice finder uh, rather than a voice teacher mm-hmm. because I go to my students. When did I you listen. start teaching? I actually started teaching in college. Okay, so you're going to Michigan State. Yes. You started teaching. Well, on what level did you teach? Oh, beginners. Beginners? It was okay. kind of a training, you know, okay. so that I could learn how to teach okay. others, and I was in voice pedagogy. Okay. So I was training to be a voice instructor. And right. so that's where I met my husband, who was so, my accompanist. La, yes, la, la. that's right. And <laughs> <laughs> at Michigan State University, we yes. talked extensively about Michigan State. Go green. Yeah. And, Go green. Uh, big, huge uh, Spartan fans. Yeah. Now, um, is, that, is that where you found your passion for voice, was in teaching or in performance? Well, in Did you not know until later or My goal from high school, actually from junior high singing solos was to be a private soloist to sing with oratorios and oh, you know wow. to be the soloist. And that's where I was headed. So I was headed for the stage. Pavarotti. No. no. And well, Gloria. Easy. Still I, not big enough. Go what? bigger, Ken. Bigger than Pavarotti. <laughs> Stanley. <laughs> All right, you guys. So I know we're about ready for a taste test here in a second. By the okay. way, we're doing our All first. Right. Keep going. Keep going. I like this. So um, God had other plans because I met my husband to be as my accompanist at Michigan State, and he would accompany me at what we would call a jury. You'd go to it was uh, like exam, and I somebody was, got in trouble. No, you go. I did a fabulous jury <laughs> with my husband as my accompanist oh. because he was tough on me. I wanted to talk all the time, and he said, "Let's get to work." 
<laughs> kind of the things to do. It was like weird. ask you out. <laughs> Hurry up, we down and we go out. Hurry up, so we can Hurry get up and finish back. this song. I got a question to ask you. <laughs> so we went out over ice cream. We studied voice and together actually, and he went to my lessons, and I did very well. I was on scholarship. I had to maintain my grade point, and okay. then a terrible, oh. terrible thing happened. Uh oh. My voice teacher retired. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he retired. The um, the contrabasso yes, guy? Yes. And so when Mr. Greenwell retired, I had no voice instructor. And I went to Interlochen again as um, a counselor. Uh-huh. And I met um, my voice teacher at U of M there. And I was offered a voice scholarship to the University of Michigan. What? <laughs> I missed it. That summer. <laughs> How dare you? Well, actually, his dad spent a summer. I know. We're, at, I'm kidding. At you, U of actually. M as well, too. Yes, he had already been to U of M. Yes, they have some excellence over there. I do have to say that there is. Yeah, and 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 we talked extensively about that too. Dad shared a little bit about that as well. Yep. About how there's some. Um, Fine, fine teaching. Oh yes, and excellent uh, learning over there. I actually performed there as well. You performed what? It, I performed my singing and painting at the University of Michigan. Okay, that's enough, Joe. Calm down. This is about mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Get to work over there. We're I'm hungry. Doing, I'm doing one more. We're gonna do a taste test. You guys ready for a taste test? We're, we're ready. I'll bring you one right now. Okay. 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 So, how much more did you want to know? Well, uh, well, we're we're kind of getting to the point now where you started teaching, and okay. I want to talk a little bit about just just a, a brief overview lesson for somebody who is a beginner to intermediate student or beginning or intermediate teacher. Uh, student. Student. Okay. You as a teacher. Okay. Uh, uh, how would you? Uh, you said oh, because you said you were a voice finder. Yes. Right? There's a difference. So can you describe that, what a voice finder is? Yes. Um, Many uh, voice teachers, it's very difficult to find a really good voice teacher. The main reason is a lot of voice teachers I have found try to redo the voice that they have their students. They try to make them sound more mature when their voice is still young because mm-hmm. the voice doesn't fully mature until you're about 35 years old. Yes, that is very true. And so they have these young voices and they want them to sound oh, like that so they can compete in competitions and wow all the people. And some of these young voices are beautiful, but they become too tired because they are using manipulative um, they're, they're imitating yes, what they're supposed to sound, and they're, they're not capable of it yet without damage. Is that correct? When they need to release the tension, wow. they get stuck with tension. And so then they can't get rid of the tension. Then they have problems later on. Mm-hmm. They push through it, and they become strident, and then you have a whole new problem, and I know how to solve some of those problems. To, to, with damaged voices? Yes, to purify uh, the voice. Therapy and strengthening yes. and mm-hmm. retraining. Yes, yes. I see. Yep. So, um, where are we going with this? So, in the Voice be- finder. Voice finder. Mm-hmm. So, when I bring in a student, we talk for a while. She, they think I'm just listening to how old they are and what school they go to and what they want to do with their life, but I'm actually listening to their speaking voice. Okay. Because if they're speaking voices from the throat, (laughs) I kind of know there's a problem with the voice. (laughs) And so I start listening to how they're talking. Usually girls come in talking like a guy, way down low. And then I start to raise the pitch of their speaking voice. I say, let's put that up a a note or two. Now I want you to talk at this level. And they go, wow, I feel very relaxed. Okay. But yeah. So we start there. All right. Just in the beginning of the interview. And then after they decide they want to study and I explain my conditions, you know, you have to rehearse, you have to do what I'm, you have to trust me. Trusting your voice teacher is hmm. so wonderful. And then we start with the posture and it takes weeks to create the very first 
beautiful free tone. But every time my students find, and there we go, find their true voice, their eyes open up. Surprised. They go, and they say, who was that? I say, that <laughs> was that you. Where did that voice come from? Who was doing that Where did sound? we get that voice? I yeah. said, that's your voice. Okay. And then we take off from there and we, we are trained to go to sing with feeling, not emotional feeling, but how does it feel? How did you mm. reproduce that? So sometimes they lose it and they go, where'd it go? And then we have to start over again and we create the right conditions and produce that free tone. Then they, I say, okay, remember that. How does it feel? And then we put it into a vowel, use the E vowel, which just puts it in the mask the front of the face and it comes out into the, the mask and usually my other teacher, Mrs. Pike from Mrs. Midland, Pike. Oh, who was yeah. another wonderful teacher. I actually she, got to meet Mrs. Pike. She, uh, she was Ben's kid. vocal teacher, yeah. if yes. I remember correctly yes. as well. Okay. Fabulous woman. And she could um, sing like into her 90s or something yeah, crazy, she, right? She was always in charge of the Center for the Arts vocalists and mm -hmm. um, Midland High School helping choir students in there doing a wonderful job, but she would say the roof of the mouth is the bottom of the tone. Hey. So if you're putting it in the front of your face and the roof of the mouth is the bottom of the tone, you are in the cheeks, the nose, up in the bony part of the nose, the eyes, the forehead, and that's where you feel your tone. Mm -hmm. So as you- That's where you feel the resonance. Is yes. that, is that yes. correct to you and, describe it that and way? And many, uh, People who work with the human voice as far as speaking and not even singing will say, you know, hum, hmm, 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 now speak there. Mm -hmm. My husband lost his voice speaking, you know, because he was teaching like six hours a day in college, and he lost his speaking voice. And so he went to a voice therapist to get his voice back. Then he came back with his exercises, and I said, those are all the exercises I do with my <laughs> students, you know, because yeah. you'd have to hmm, hum and then put it into a vowel and speak there rather than in the back of the throat, you know, or all my makeup, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I'm just telling you all this is that's how you start with a student. Yeah. I, I generally don't go into college age because there's many very good quality college voice teachers. I protect the younger voice, the high school voice. Some of my students come back to me and work in, in some operas in the summer, and I will mm -hmm. work with them then mm -hmm. to help them audition for parts. And I was very pleased to have a couple of my students take some lead roles yeah. in college, and I was so excited for them. And they've won scholarships, and that blesses my heart. Yes. Because they go in, and they, the teachers from the colleges say, you are well prepared and I feel wonderful. So that's about it. That's awesome. And I would I would also add to that that you did a a ton of choral work. Yes. Um not just soloist voices, but the blending of multiple voices, multiple age groups, things together different. Yeah. Different things. I think this too. is some of my favorite stuff now. I know and you can talk we can talk about solo voices. And I think that's probably mom's major passion. But it was really fun last time in one of our episodes we were talking about how it was the straight tone versus um, vibrato. And the blending, that was yes. like the most fun for me in choir. We talked a little bit about king singers. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> mom's giving me the signal. <laughs> well, so we're actually this? trying. We're actually trying the intros right now. And um, <laughs> Chicken broth. <laughs> Put in chicken broth. <laughs> I like enchiladas. it this strong. Oh, some people do. I love it. This is great. If you rather perfect. have, we're talking about enchiladas. So we are. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, may I add? May I add something, Ken? Yes, yes, please. Okay. There was a point in my life when I was teaching privately that um, my children were going to a private school, uh -huh. and the choir director had to leave the state with her husband, who got a job, and they had no choir director. The principal, who was a phys ed major, took over the choir. And he said, I just bounce the ball, and, you know, that's how they sing. And I was horrified. He said, well, you take over <laughs> and help me. And I was a private voice instructor. So I walked into a classroom, and I said, I will do my best. And I said, I'm not trained as a choir director, 
but I went in there and I treated every student like a private voice student. Wow. And so I would listen to every voice in the choir. I would give them lessons and I in choir and I would tell them how to sing. And then this beautiful tone came out of them. And I still remember being in a competition in Kalamazoo with our choir. That's and a city in Michigan. Yes, for and place. The South. They it's not an animal. They place second. It's not a zoo for calamari. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. <laughs> that choir did compete and did get an award, and then we went on from there. That was your first one? My first choir. Very first one placed second in yeah. the competition. Yeah, in the state. Wow. And then we went on from there to win uh, competitions and went to nationals, and then I left the state and went to Wisconsin, and then we won in Wisconsin, and yes. you were in that choir. I was in that choir. And Joe was in that choir. Joe was in that choir. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, competed many times. I talked, you know, previously about competing with uh, trumpet as well. But, um, mom, last thing as we're closing up here. Yes. Did you? Did you? Yes, because my mouth is. <laughs> it's very it's watering. Watering. Like did you sing in Carnegie Hall? Yes, <laughs> not as a soloist, but this is for the president. No, 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 no. Um, I was uh, <laughs> singing in Carnegie Hall with the University of Michigan Choir when I was oh, there. Oh, okay. But I was also chosen to be in a small solo choir um, that we did Carmina Barana. And I was in that smaller choir. We sang in Carnegie Hall, and they had regular opera singers, professional, come in and do the solos. Wow. But it was a great experience for me to go to... That experience, I did a lot of work on stage mm -hmm. at Michigan State University in operettas. I was in the Magic Flute, you know. And yeah. so I had other experiences. Of course, I was at Interlochen, did some wonderful performances there. So all of that were other people investing in my life. Yes. And so now it's my turn. It has been my turn. I'm actually yes. retired from choir. How day. many years did you teach? Well, it was over 25 years wow. of teaching. Choirs. Choirs. Not voices. Because you're not done teaching. No, I'm still teaching. Solo, yes. <laughs> solo lessons. Yes, I am. Still teaching. Yep. And it, it's, almost a, it's almost a fun new chapter because you're almost going back to where you started. Yes. Uh, working with a solo voice, yes. finding mm -hmm. somebody and working with them one-on-one -on -one and helping them free that tone. And believe me, it hasn't been easy with COVID around. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <To> start, <laughs> end it with that. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> thank you for having me. And this has yeah, been a lot of fun, you guys. This has been so much fun. And um, enchiladas. it's time to do some enchiladas. <laughs> so we're going to fade out here. Okay. And we're going to eat. Thank you so much for being here, Mom. Okay. Thanks, Mom. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Love you.